The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. We need this morning this gospel lesson. And I got two reasons for it. The first would be that this summer... We spent literally all of it preaching through and walking together through the book of Ephesians. And I think I knew it in my head at the beginning, but I found out about it in my heart that the book of Ephesians just doesn't leave you alone. It was was hard hitting. And if you kind of think back, what we did this summer, we did social and, and racial injustice. And then we went to alcohol and drugs and sex. And then we looked at how, how marriage can, can be this fuzzy picture of, of God and his Christ and that relationship with the church. And then we looked at spiritual warfare. I mean, it was, it was like week after week after week. And this morning, this morning, we're just going to get, we're going to get quiet. And my prayer would be that you just see Jesus. Because he loves us so. That that would be the first reason why we need this gospel lesson. But there's another. For for I think many years now, 9-11 has been a little bit marginalized, but not not this last week. Not this last week. And I I know that, that... that there's some of you here who lived in New York City on that day. There's some of you here who who can tell stories, maybe you can, about how you were supposed to be at the towers that day, but by God's grace, you weren't. I know there's stories like that. There's also other stories. One of our own members two years ago passed away due to 9-11. Michael O'Leary, another casualty. This is, a, a, in, in many ways, a very heavy weekend. It's a, it's a weekend to, to remember. And that's why we need this lesson. That we would just get quiet and we would see, who is Jesus? And what does he mean to us? And, and how does he save us from this this, this dying world. So out of respect for him and, and everything that he's done for us, I'm going to ask you to please stand and I want to read for you our gospel lesson for, for Pentecost 16. This is Pentecost 16. Just an amazing story, an event in Jesus' life that gives us so much when we, when we really truly need it today. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There, some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. And they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched. Touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven 
and with a deep sigh said to him, Aphatha, which means be open. At this, the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the gospel. Please be seated. The gospel writer, Mark, the guy who wrote this gospel, he, he gives to us, unlike all the other gospel writers, like, like Matthew and, and Luke and John, he gives to us what we might call a strange Jesus or, or an odd <laughs> Jesus. Some of the stories that he had are, are, are just kind of mind-blowingly strange and, and weird. Like, like one time in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus heals a leper and then he just lights into him. I mean, he, he berates him. He, he warns him and, and knowingly that, that this leper is going to go tell everything that Jesus had just done, even though Jesus doesn't want to, right? There's, there's another story in the Gospel of Mark where, where Jesus, in the middle of the night, he decides he's got to get to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and his disciples have already left, and they're, you know, they're rowing in the boat, they're rowing in the boat, and, and Jesus, Jesus decides he's going to get there by walking on water. <laughs> and it's Jesus' full intention to, to walk across the Sea of Galilee and walk right on past his disciples without even seeing high. That's what he does. And the disciples, with good reason, are absolutely terrified. You remember the story? And Jesus seems shocked that they're scared. Jesus seems shocked that, that they think it's a ghost. Strange Jesus. There's, there's other stories in, in the book of Mark and also in the other Gospels that, that make Jesus seem a little bit like Harry Potter as well. Like, where Jesus has the ability to talk with demons. And the people see this. Like, Jesus, he's there talking and having this, this kind of long conversation with a, a, a demon called Legion. Strange Jesus. Mark gives us an odd picture of who Jesus is. But, but nowhere, nowhere is Jesus, in my opinion, and it's a humble one, than right here. This, this story, only recorded in the Gospel of Mark, is strange. Isn't it? In, the story goes a little bit like this. that The people, they had seen this, this demon whispering Jesus in the Decapolis with Legion, and they're thinking it would be a good thing if this deaf-mute man would get around Jesus and Jesus would just, just place his hands on him. So they're begging Jesus. They're saying, Jesus, just put your hand on him and he'll be okay. Jesus, come on over. 
Put your hand on him. And Jesus, of course, he takes this man aside and then things get strange. First thing Jesus does is he takes his two fingers and he sticks them in his ear. Have you, have you ever seen someone do that before? I mean, that's, that's a violation in, in our cultural norms of, of, of so many different, like, personal barriers. Like, dink. I remember in high school, we used to do this to each other, but it was kind of mean and gross. Like, they called it a wet willy. Have you ever heard of this thing? Where people would do one of these and then stick it in their ears. But it wasn't a nice thing to do. And here, here we got this, this Jesus who's sticking his fingers in the man's ears. Strange. And then, and then things sort of kind of get weirder from there because we're told, Mark tells us, that Jesus spit. And that's a strange thing to do, at least from our perspective. And we're not told where he spit. And it could get stranger if we even knew that. Like, it could be that Jesus, you know, on the ground. He spits on the ground. Maybe. Or, or it could be that Jesus, this is how I imagine it happening, I don't know, that he spits on his hand. Or could be that he just spit right into the guy's mouth. We don't know. But he spits. Then he touches the man's tongue. I mean, this is, this is strange. Jesus, and then to the amazement of everybody, he speaks one word, boom, the man's healed. And then Jesus ups the ante one more and he does something even more strange. And he says, I don't want anybody to know about this. You can't tell a single soul. Okay, Jesus. This is odd. I mean, this is, this is, this is strange. You might say, well, why does Mark give us this strange Jesus? Why do we have this, this Jesus sticking fingers and ears and Jesus, you know, um, spitting and, and Jesus doing, telling people, don't tell anyone about me. As you go home today, and as you think about this strange Jesus, I, I want to give you three things. There's more, but I want to give you three things that are truly comforting about Jesus this morning that we can learn from this lesson. That is utterly unique and strange. And the first one would be this, that Jesus is empathetic. We'll look at that. I want you to know that Jesus is also, in every sense of the word, messianic. We'll look at that too. And then finally, I want you to know that Jesus understood that he would be all the time misunderstood. We're going to look at those three things. Let's look at how Jesus was truly empathetic. When we talk about being empathetic, it means that Jesus is able to step into the shoes of another human being. He's able to deeply feel their pain, their sorrow, and who they are. And that's exactly what Jesus did. All the strangeness, by the way, all of the weirdness of this lesson absolutely melts away when we get that Jesus is empathetic. You see, it's not as if Jesus could take this man aside and say to him directly, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to heal your ears. Because he wouldn't be able to hear. And by the way, I want you to know that the next thing after that that I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little work on your tongue so that you can talk again. Because the man couldn't hear. 
So what does Jesus do? He indicates to the man, I'm about to do a little fixing of your ears by sticking the fingers in the air. I'm about to loosen up your tongue. And he's, it, it's as if he's offering solidarity with the man by, by spitting and by touching his tongue and showing him, you can expect healing in the next moment. So Jesus is, is prepping this man for what is about to happen next. And then Jesus shows just how empathic, empathetic he is because he sighs. He sighs. That's incredible detail. We're not usually told that about Jesus, are we? But it's incredible detail. Have you ever done this before? Like, when do you sigh? Sometimes my wife notices that about me. She'll, she'll be like, you just sigh, watch. It's because we feel something deeply. That's when we sigh. Jesus, he's there with this man, and, and he sees the brokenness, he sees the harm. Jesus is truly empathetic with this man. He gets disability. He's able to put himself in this man's shoes. And that's something that matters to us today, isn't it? As we, as we reflect on 9-11, see the tears of some people, the loss that some people experience that we experience, Jesus gets it. We have to be able to say that. Not only that, like move past 9-11, think about whatever it is that's troubling you right now. It's not, Jesus, it's not as if Jesus is far away. He can never understand your pain and your suffering. Get it. On the deepest level, you might even, you might even imagine him sighing. Jesus is truly empathetic. More than that, he's the second thing. He's Jesus is also truly messianic. We read we read this in in our first lesson today, but I want to read just verses five and six. This is from Isaiah chapter thirty-five. If you want, you can even pull out your bulletins just look at this again. But it's not as if the crowd that was there didn't know about this prophecy. They knew about it. They they absolutely knew about it. And this is what Isaiah said the Messiah would be like. He said. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened. This is verses 5 and 6. And the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. This isn't just some random miracle, is it? I mean, Jesus is stepping into and acknowledging, I am the promised Messiah. So he's going to heal in the way that Isaiah prophesied. That's exactly what he did. And so the crowd is standing there thinking, God's Christ has come into the world to fix all the brokenness. You know, we could go even deeper here. There are hints here of the Garden of Eden. You remember when God 
plunged his hands into the dirt and he formed the man and the woman. Think about what's happening. The creator, God's Messiah, is now touching and fashioning that same clay, but now he's renewing it. He, he's taken something that, that we broke and he's, he's healing it and fixing it and putting it back to the way things used to be. This is, this is God's Messiah coming into the world. And look, this, is, this matters to us too. Because if you don't sense what sin has done in the world, what we did to God's good and perfect creation, then, then you're not paying attention. But God sent His Christ into the world to, to do the incredible, the impossible. This is what Tom Wright said about this, this, this moment, this, this creational moment. He said, um, a point to the great, this is a pointer to the great healing that will occur. When Jesus is finally revealed to the whole world and our present stammering praise is turned into full-hearted song, this, this is a pointer that, that the messianic reign of Jesus has come and this is just a taste. This is just a taste about what God will do in Christ. Praise God. So Jesus is empathetic. He's... He's messianic. He's ushering in the reign of God. And finally, he's going he's to be deeply misunderstood. You know, Jesus, Jesus understood that. So he told people, and he tells this man a strange thing. He says, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone what just happened. Because what was the danger? The danger would, would be that the people would think, oh, wow. Jesus has come to be a healer. Jesus has come to fix ears and he's come to fix tongues. And we got to get around him. And Jesus said, don't tell anybody. They'll misunderstand it. And he's right. I mean, I mean think, about, think about this. What if Jesus had only come to do that? How would that have saved us from 9-11? What if Jesus, what if Jesus did that? Like, but that's all he did. That he went around and he, he fixed our bodies. Like he just fixed them up like a car mechanic. And he just he fixes our, he, our, our hearing and our tongues and everything's perfect. You know what would have still happened? If we could be honest about this, what would have still happened? 9 11. What's our real problem? It's, it doesn't have anything to do with our senses. Not really. It's our broken hearts. It's a sin that lives so deeply inside of us. Each one of them. You know, people are trying to think, what, what, what's the big lesson of 9-11? One of my big lessons, it's not the only one, but one of my big lessons is this. Human depravity. 
Have you ever been to the moors? Look down in that pool and you can't see the bottom of the darkness. That's human nature. But God sent us Christ. That's why he came. Because each one of us deeply needed a Christ not only to touch our ears and our tongue, but to spread out his hands and die and rise again and proclaim, your sins are forgiven. You see what Jesus is doing? He is. He is renewing us from the inside out. He is giving us not only new ears and new tongues, but new hearts. I can love even our enemies. Jesus is empathetic. He's messianic. He's misunderstood too, but not by us. We know why he came. Will you pray with me? Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that in this lesson today, we see you for who you really are. You care so deeply about us that, that you touch ears and, and tongues. Jesus, we also see that you are the true Messiah, that you came into the world to give us a foretaste of, of what is coming. Help us to hope in this messianic kingdom. And Jesus, we thank you for coming to give us what we really needed salvation from sin, forgiveness of sins, peace with God. Help us every day to see you even more clearly. We, we ask this, Jesus, in your saving name. Amen.